As I told you, FedEx lost my transmission. Pause for a second. A whole transmission FedEx lost. I left no room for air, and I just ran out of gear. My wheel speed met my actual speed. The moment I clutch in to try to shift, the car's gonna straighten. So I came from Michigan to Jersey for this gambler event. Okay, well, I'm just gonna have to drive eight hours round trip to go get this pulley. Otherwise, I came here for no reason. They tried to get GM to replace the whole engine. GM said no. So I have one new head, deck the other head. And I was like, dude, I mean, are y'all sure this isn't like, like a bent rod or something? Now I've opened a whole nother can of worms. Everybody who builds like a somewhat higher level drift car. Okay. Well, I want to do it right. I want to spend the money on the things that matter. Mm -hmm. And I do not want to spend money on things I don't need. How much is the chassis swap like actually costing you? Oh, I try not to think about such things. Yeah. Kind of where I'm at, where I'm trying to get sponsored and trying to like build a good program. Grid Life is a really good option. Midwest Fest, yeah, 20,000 people that show up. So it's a good event to have on your roster. What's one event that you haven't gone to yet that you really want to? I've always wanted to go to Laguna Seca. I straight up thought the first couple videos were a video game. They said that I couldn't do it, so I wouldn't do it. All right, so we got this car ready to go, except this kit is really gross. I can't put this bumper back on here, especially not having a front bumper. You know what? I've got the right idea. Yo, yeah, KBD, what's going on? Yeah, so the, the RB25Z is literally almost ready for this coming season. I really think we need to come in hot this year. Oh, you got just what I need? Just hit the market too? That is perfect. Yeah, go ahead and send it my way. Hope you enjoyed that little bit of intro. It is absolutely insane for me to be announcing this right now, but KBD is the official body kit of the Circle of Drift podcast. Round of applause. Round of applause. And the best part about it is until tomorrow, you literally have 15% off the entire site. So why you're still blowing up fiberglass body kits is beyond me when you could just go get your KBD kit for an insane deal right now. So a massive shout out to KBD for making such an incredible body kit. Now let's go ahead and get into that podcast. Welcome back to the number one drift podcast on YouTube. I am Dawson and we have back today. Andy May. Nice to see you again. Appreciate you coming on. Dude, thank you. Of really course. excited. Hell yeah. Well, of course, before we get into it, don't forget, look below the video. If that subscribe button is still red, go ahead and click that and hit the bell notification while you're at it so you never miss an episode. Uh, and I did want to announce that I will be at PRI uh, December 7th through the 9th. Uh, so if you're there, come say hi. You're going there too, right? Uh, that's my plan, yeah. I already got my tickets and hotel and everything. And like, life is in shambles always, but my plan right now is to be <laughs> We PRI. just keep sweeping it yeah. back up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hell yeah. Well, if you're there, come say hi. Uh, I'm sure we'll be wandering around. Uh, but of course, if you do want to be on the podcast, whether you're big or small, it does not matter. Just email me at thecircleadrift at gmail.com uh, and just make sure to put the subject as drift resume so I can keep it organized. Um, and then if you do want to be the highlight of the outro, make a reel of your car, tag me in it. The one with the most likes at the end of the week will be the spotlight. But 
that's actually all I got for the intro. Sorry, that was a little long-winded. But you're going to go ahead and introduce yourself for the second time? Tell yeah, them a little bit name, about uh, you. My name is Andy May. Uh, th- I'm thankful to be here for a second time. I think it's been like a year. Last yeah, year. it's been I feel like it was this time of year last year, maybe. And uh, yeah, man, I live just live in an RV and travel around and drift all kinds of places and have three kids. Hell so yeah. The whole, basically, just like the country's homeless drift guy is what I've Jeez. become at this point. <laughs> ah, glorified homeless drift person. Yeah, glo- glorified homeless drift guy is what I've become at this point. Oh, that's awesome. What a fucking staple. Uh, anyways, well, give me a rundown on like the car where it sits for this coming year. Oh, yeah, my car. So, um, we'll get, I know there's a lot that's happened. We'll get into that part, but like, what is what? What's the state of it right now? The state. So, the state of my new car right now is I've. You know, I'm just kind of moving everything from my old chassis to a new chassis. Both E36s. I tried to keep it somewhat simple. Uh, the other one, my old one, is just led a very difficult life so now it's uh anyway i got a nice nice fresh chassis and man obviously there's been so many particularly just delays getting stuff has been the kind of the biggest challenge so far Mm -hmm. um but right now i got i put the engine in yesterday actually so in it as i told you fedex lost my transmission so i have to figure that out yeah Um, that's 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 impeccable Uh, (laughs) like pause for a second a transmission (laughs) A whole ass transmission FedEx lost. I hear so many nice sto- nightmare stories about FedEx, but damn, that's and it's in the building. That probably tops the charge. It's in the building. It made it to yeah. You said you tracked city, it all the way to the facility to me, and I just like got to that facility, <laughs> and they were just like, "Yeah, it's here. We can't find it." I'm like, "It's a hundred and twenty pound lump of metal. Like it's not what, what like transmission a, was it? Was it just a BMW transmission? It's a BMW. It's like okay. a 6B BMW transmission. Yeah, it's nothing like super fancy. It's just, anyway, it's Dude, a big heavy hilarious. thing. I don't understand. And it's there. It didn't fall off a truck in Oklahoma or something. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just there. It's on a pallet somewhere, I'm bro. To, like, I'm trying to get box. a job at that FedEx facility just so I can walk around and find my transmission and then just I'll tell you exactly what happened to it. Someone saw that and they're like, damn, I need that motherfucker. Maybe. Let's call it lost. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Oh, no. I guarantee you that's what someone did. Yeah, I'm going to start grilling people that I see. Yeah. I'd make FedEx pay for that shit. In there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heartbeat. Um, Lawsuit, here we come, baby. Yeah, but anyway, so the, it's like the cage and <laughs> stuff's painted, engine's in the car, quick change is in the car. Um, Got all the wiring stuff and everything, so I have all that, and you start putting it in. So I got, uh, I have the drive shaft. Um, So I'm not terribly far from just getting it running. I just mm. need to get it running so I can drive it into the RV, and then we'll finish it up at uh, 412 Motorsports in California. Oh. Um, it's currently in Georgia. So Jesus, <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that branches us into your camper life. How has that been going, and has it been worth it over the last year? Over the last year, it has been, it's, overall, it's gone really well, and it has <laughs> the last- That's so hard to believe. The last summer- this summer has just, it, I feel like we went like a year to a year and a half of everything going like relatively well, but somewhat smoothly, as smoothly as it can go. And then like this summer, it's just been one thing after another. Yeah, um, that's fair. Not terribly related to the, like to the RV itself, but you know, it's to- it's towable, right? So it's a toy hauler. Mm-hmm. So you have to tow it with a truck. So the, the truck broke. At, at e-town i think you were there weren't you oh yeah yeah you were there oh yeah it was riverside yeah, yeah. the truck broke uh where it just that right after i had just put the car into the wall at e-town moved the shock tower over <laughs> again 
I don't know. Dude, I have like so many long stories from the last like three uh, months. I don't know. You just tell me what you want to hear. I don't want to ramble on it. But every, oh, no. well, we're going to get into all of this shit. Trust me. Long, long I, I've been his editor. So like I've seen it all from behind the camera lens. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I literally told him before I, sitting here editing your videos. I'm like, I think I have it hard sometimes. And then I'll like, I'm, I'll edit it. And I'm like, dude, how the fuck does this even happen to someone? <laughs> Like, unimaginable stuff. It's crazy. It has gotten to the point where both my wife and I are like, all right, this is getting weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we made the right decision here. Yeah, this is getting weird. Um, <laughs> well, all right. So let's, let's, what were some of the things that you learned, like, just living in an RV throughout the year? Oh, that's a good question. Some of the things that I've learned just living in an RV. So, like, outside of drifting and everything, just of being in the RV, uh, I would say specifically that point, we've really liked it mm-hmm. um it kind of like I, I have a you know a small business in atlanta and i was always very busy with it as as one is and um and kind of getting out on the road and everything kind of forced us to kind of run that a little bit differently mm-hmm. um so it's still going and everything you know that's how we make money but it's it kind of forced me into being able to have the family time yeah that i always yeah. wanted you know i kind of like started that business because i used to travel a lot for an old job and I was like, well, I want to be around I get the kids. Yeah. You know, I'm just starting to have kids and everything. So I did that, but I was still gone all the time. Cause I was working a lot. And because um, I just, I don't know, just always get roped in and doing a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, it kind of forces into having like the family time that I always wanted. You, know, you still have to work and stuff, but at least you're there. Yeah. More yeah. open. And then we got to experience a lot of things. You know, over the last year, we went from, you know, Georgia down to Florida and then all the way up the East Coast, like New Hampshire you know, Cape Cod, all that kind of stuff. And then out West. So we went through, you know, Wyoming, Montana, did a lot of the, you know, the, the parks and, you know, then down the West coast and everything. So we saw a lot, it was, you know, yeah. beautiful parts of the country and got to experience a lot of things with the kids and stuff like that. So I'm really happy we've done it and we've really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was interesting. So we, we'll get to why I was stuck there, but we've been stuck <laughs> in, in Georgia for almost three months. Um, actually a little bit longer than that now, but we couldn't have the RV and, so uh, we stayed in my dad's basement, which has plenty of space. And mm. we were, my wife and I were kind of curious to see what the kids were going to want to yeah. do. You know, they're, uh, they're seven, um, seven, five, and three. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of curious, like, are they going to want to go back into the RV? Or are they going to kind of like, yeah. you know, there's like a pool there. They're cool they're here the, now. They're having fun <laughs> being in the pool, kind of seeing some of their friends and stuff like that. So we didn't really say anything. We we're kind of curious what they would do. And in all three of them, you know, the three year old, she's just like down for whatever because she's <laughs> but the the other two were just like, When are we gonna get back in the R V? And they were really excited to get like in it and back going. Like, well, would you wanna have a house? And they were like, Well then you always see all the same <laughs> things. <laughs> like, right? I guess Dude, rock on for so that. So that was good. You know, that's a, like some not just me, but a lot of families that live in RVs, you know, that's some kind of um, yeah. internet hate you get is having your kids out there on the road but dude, they've 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 liked it they really enjoyed it yeah put and, that in um, perspective like why wouldn't you want to do that yeah yeah dude I, mean, I look back on school and i uh-uh this is i hated high school i hated school so much yeah it was the dumbest shit ever yeah. i don't believe in school for one that's a whole nother story but yeah, i'm honestly we're i mean we homeschool the kids like this but we would homeschool them if we were yeah and i mean just like anyway, the, the but, basic yeah, yeah. necessity bullshit that they think you need to learn it's like you can 
it's not keeping up with the times. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of come to the point where our plan was to do this for a few years and then buy like a little bit, bit of land and build a, house, a little house on it and everything. So we actually just recently bought some land in Georgia, but we were talking about, we're like, we're not even sure. Maybe we'll just sell it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll like, I don't know, maybe put a house, I don't know. But we Maybe we'll cash this really, check on this land real quick maybe, and yeah, move I mean, on. We've really enjoyed traveling being in the yeah. RV and everything so i don't know they both have their their upsides we'll probably stop at some point but mm-hmm. it, we really like so it. what do you usually have to come to home base for um and how often i guess not not much so, i mean we were gone probably a year on the road and uh maybe i would have to come back uh i had to come back a handful of times uh for work related things either some kind of an emergency okay. or um or something like that, and I would just, it just is what it is. I'd be get on a plane, I'd have to come back. Mm-hmm. And it would just be, you know, a few days, and I would go back out. And uh, to me, that was a pretty small price to pay. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, you know, being able to do what we're doing. But so, not very much at all. The only reason we kind of looped back down to Georgia was just to see some of the family mm-hmm. and, and friends. And um, we, our plans have changed like nine times this year, <laughs> uh, b- partly by choice, but a lot of it not by choice. Yeah. So um, we were going to go back down there, and I have like a little space I can work and stuff, uh, kind of close to where my little business is, so we can sure. get a spot to work on the car and everything. So that was kind of what brought us down there was to see the family and mess with that kind of stuff. And then we kind of got stuck there yeah. because of everything else going on. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so not not terribly much. That's it's good. it's relatively voluntary. Yeah. 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 Do people ever come up to you at events and stuff and like try and pick your brain about? doing making that lifestyle happen for them yeah yeah they do definitely do especially people on like instagram and stuff will mm-hmm. reach out to me um what's the most common questions you get uh, how do you like how do you pay for it how do you make money? <laughs> and, and yeah uh, and unfortunately i just don't have a great answer because we have a pool service business yeah in georgia so i don't like i think everybody's expecting me to be like build a six-figure business before you do it i, I don't know a, <laughs> like an amazon store or whatever like nah i think all that's like kind of crap really yeah that's what they need no, we just you know built a built a service business and it had people working it and stuff like that. So we were leaving. Nice. So it's not a, a quick, easy answer. It's not glamorized that. by any means. It's yeah, a very normal job. Yeah, no, it's a very normal job. I mean, if there's any kind of advice I have for anybody, I mean, it's if you can do something with computers and stuff, that's ideal. Like you with editing and stuff like that, you know, you can make money. I I've contemplated remotely. doing it myself, and personally, I probably couldn't just because of internet. I I like, dude. I have yeah. You have some I have fiber here. Yeah, my computers. I could take the computer on there, but like, if my internet's shit, like, yeah, that's true. I mean, you've seen Starlink that is just what you go to with stuff to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like always something. Starlink is what you go with for something like that, but yeah. like here in the South, there's like no coverage, almost. Yeah, it's, it's not horrible. Much. From what I've seen, a lot of people have Starlink on uh, RVs and everything. Yeah, but it's a lot more common on the West Coast, I think, because there's just a lot less trees. Like they well, seem no, to be like really if you look up the map too. on uh, Starlink's website of where it covers, mm-hmm. the south is completely just empty. Really? Yeah, there's no. Space. Yeah, there's satellites. Yeah, but there's no satellite covering oh, the southern region. Like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. All right. Come on, Elon. I know, dude. I was like, what the dude? fuck? Shoot we just get cut out there. of the picture. All right. Yeah. All right. I see how it is. <laughs> but uh. So okay, the, what do you what do you tell these people then? Whenever they ask you this, I just tell them the truth. I tell them what I do and everything, and they're always just like, "Oh, well, all right, that kind of sucks." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to go with it. But you know, as far as people like with a, a business or something like that, I've always really 
thought that it was, you know, don't overlook, you know, like I said, I'm doing service industry. So, yeah. you know, I've always felt like there's a lot of opportunity and a lot of money to be made for people who are younger, you know, just willing to get their hands dirty. Okay. You know, like so if someone was able to acquire like a, just a remote job mm -hmm. or just working for someone normal nine to five or whatever the hours are, and let's say they were making around 65 grand a year, mm -hmm. would that still be like justifiable to take the camper life? Uh, Yeah. Because I, think I don't so. think a lot of the, I don't personally know what all goes into it. Obviously you're paying for a truck and a trailer rather than mortgage or just an RV. Yeah. And so like you're, I don't know. I don't, you, you tell me. Yeah. So there's a, so the, the secret to it is, is we have a, 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 a membership. It's called Thousand Trails. So it's kind of oh, like. I forgot a, about that. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of like a timeshare kind of a thing, but mm. for RV campgrounds. And they're all over the place. There's none in Georgia, unfortunately, but there's, you know, some, t they're all over the place. Yeah. So if you, you buy a certain membership, I don't remember exactly how much art it was. You can buy them used. So we mm -hmm. bought a used membership. They're really expensive new. I want to say we paid like $7,000. How do you buy a used membership? membership? What oh, the you, fuck? you can buy like a used timeshares and stuff. It's the same kind of thing. Cause you like, you own it. Huh. I don't know. It's weird, but anyway, you can do it. And, um, <laughs> okay. yeah, so it's, so we bought that. And once you have it, that means you can go from these parks to park without having to stay out and everything. You can go from one spot to another. Uh, you just have to move every like 22 days because they don't want you like living in a certain yeah, spot. But for fair. us, that's fine. So as long as you can keep moving and that, that first amount you pay, that's it. You don't ever have yeah. to pay it again. And it's like 600 bucks a year. So that's hmm. all of your living expenses. From then on, so that as far as, as, far as living expenses, you mean like basically water, uh, water, a place to stay. Yeah. So if you're going to campgrounds and stuff, you're going to pay. It, I mean, very, very least, maybe like thirty five dollars a night. Okay. That might be like a state run place, but you're not going to have like sewer and stuff. Yeah. And if um, you're you're having to move every month. Yeah, and then thirty five, and they're a lot less too. Yeah, the, I mean a lot less time they want you there. So if it's like yeah. a state place, it's normally like two weeks. Um, hmm. and you have to get out of there. And is it? It's not just any RV park, I would assume. No, it's no, it's, it has to be in this like, thousand trails network. Okay, but I mean they have like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. Yeah, hard so, not to find one. Yeah, okay. yeah, they're all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. So that brings living expenses down significantly. So that's an, another way that we've been able to do the drifting and stuff like that is the mm -hmm. our living expenses went down a lot. So then the other big kind of question mark that's just like a person to person question is the rv and the truck mm -hmm. so if you already have a truck you can tow everything with then sweet yeah and then what are you gonna do with an rv you're gonna get like a i would recommend a used one like hey buying new ones the way they the loans and stuff are awful oh dude um, i see some of them with their frame rails twisted all the hell straight out of the factory yeah yeah yeah. there's That's no like crazy, there's rvs that are better dude. than other ones but none of them, none of them are awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> they like all quality. fucking like leak and shit very yeah, quick well, there's another story for you later um but oh fantastic yeah but uh um, might be here a while <laughs> oh, dude <laughs> and uh but yeah, so and and then that's a big like financial thing, right? Is like, do you have enough cash to maybe like mm -hmm. not have a very low payment on it, or maybe get yeah. a simple one? And so like compared like to one, like because yours would be more than what most people would need, I would assume, because yeah, you yeah, got yeah. two kids. And yeah, stuff. and I like literally take a race car and like fifteen tires with me everywhere. I yeah, go. okay. So you know, like your so like let's say let's say there's no kids involved whatsoever, because I'm sure like you guys, if you have a fucking kid, you can factor that in yourself but let's say if it's just you like a couple 
yeah. and they want to do exactly what you're doing, but like they want to go get an RV. What is an average cost for something like that? What they would be looking for? You know, I would think you should, we should be able to get something that you, you get used to to the size of the place you live in, right? As long as it's laid out well. So I don't think you need anything really big. I think you could probably get something like pretty nice for me, like thirty grand. Oh, okay, or something like that. Yeah, they're that cheap. Yeah, I was expecting like fifty, sixty. No, 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 no. You know, my mine is, you know, mine was like eighty five. Mine would be like eighty five. Now shit. it's a twenty twenty. a house on. So if you were to look fucking wheels, like that, though. Like, yeah, I mean it's huge. It's forty five feet. Yeah, as a trailer and, and you know stuff like that. It, because Yo, all I the saw that thing in person are... for the first time. I was like, never in my life would you catch me towing this bitch down oh, the road. Dude, it's like, I mean, <laughs> this that's thing my is backup. enormous. If nothing, none of this works out. That's I'm just gonna get a CDL. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have some <laughs> a little bit of practice at this point. But um, but yeah. So all the tow, like the driving ones, get really expensive. They're way more expensive than that. They're yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands. Of I've heard a lot more uh, nightmare stories out of the driving. Yeah, ones they, too. you know they break and stuff like that. So I really like the towing mm-hmm. ones too. And then you have the truck for transportation. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, how much would like if you your truck? How much does your truck cost specifically? How does my truck cost? My uh, truck. I bought that truck. It it's more now probably, but I bought it. Just a ballpark. Three years ago, it's probably like a sixty thousand dollar truck, fifty sixty thousand dollar truck. Which um, I would say now that truck's probably is. it's definitely more. When you bought like the condition you bought it in, it's probably a seventy thousand dollar truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I bought it used too, but it was only a couple years old. You know, yeah. but a, to- a a diesel truck to tow it depends on the size of the rig too. You know, mine's yeah. twenty thousand pounds with the car in it, so I have to have you know a relatively newer dually yeah to pull that and not be super phased by like winds and stuff but you know so it's like so the truck cost could go down if it's a more reasonable weight yeah of a trailer yeah. you know so i mean you could tell that with a you know a i mean dude even then like if you got a smaller trailer that's around 30 40 grand and then you have the truck that's also i would say well let's just say around 60 grand because mm-hmm. um, you could get a decent 2500 or dually yeah that or would be a nice truck, truck. Yeah, yeah uh with some mileage on it uh, that's still putting you at, to what six, seven, eight, nine, under a hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have, I mean, RVs are going to depreciate, right? You know, but if you're renting somewhere, you know, it's just kind of gone. So you at least have something that has some kind of a value to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to make money off of an RV, but it has some kind of value to it. So anyway, that's how I rationalize yeah, it in my mind. Somewhere to park your <laughs> yeah. money to, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You know, they depreciate. They're like cars. You just kind of have to dig around on certain models and stuff like we have a grand design those are pretty nicely made um and they really stand behind them you know the manufacturers do if you ever have issues and stuff um so we like those but yeah you just kind of have to shop around for different mm-hmm. brands and stuff and they're just like cars you I mean just like you could buy a yeah, toyota yeah. you buy a forerunner it's not going to depreciate a lot hmm. you buy you know a whatever okay uh, you know bentley or something like that it's going to be Dude, that just seems so cheap to do. Like, so, okay, so if someone did have that sixty thousand dollar a year job, that's probably very feasible. I wouldn't suggest going in extreme debt. No, 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 that, yeah, but yeah, no, make sure you have healthy do down payments and stuff. But. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why I hesitate to like tell people a lot of it because it's just so specific to yeah. each person. But you know, I think it ends up being a little bit less than you might you might mm-hmm. expect. In the, in the thing that helps make it all make sense is if you can continually be on the road. Yeah, and if you're about that life around 20 days or so, uh, per spot, then that's going to bring your cost down a lot because you can do one of those memberships or something, and mm. then you have no, you know, you have no water, no electricity. Yeah, and then, then your only expenses, what's any one... payments you might have on something, and then you know, if you uh, that's fair. Yeah, 
What's one detail that like most people would you never even thought of getting into this? Uh, the most I kind of sort of thought of it, but I'd say the most difficult part of it is planning. <laughs> um, because a lot of yeah, a, lo- a lot of people a just have RVs mm-hmm. and go places on vacations or whatever. But also a lot of people also live full time out of RVs a lot more than I realized. Oh. So like um so especially in the wintertime, you know what I mean in the south like Florida, yeah. uh or if you're on the west coast maybe like Arizona or um like southern California, there's a handful of places out there and everybody is going south, right? So you have oh, to shit. you have to plan and book things months and months in advance. Uh, which is doable. I would have never thought of that. Yeah, it's doable. You, have, you can do I'd it. I'd have been like, let's just show up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you can't do that. So yeah, you have to plan it all out. And that's what makes that's what has made a lot of the stuff that we've been doing really difficult. So we have problems with the truck doing mm. the stuff with the race car or whatever. Yeah. So it's like we don't technically have a place to stay here because everything we have booked is in California. Yeah. I should have been there a month and a half ago. Fuck. Yeah. So it's like, so that's the hard thing. It's totally doable, but that's, yeah. you just have to stay on top of it and do that. And thankfully I have my wife and she is like, you know, Miss Spreadsheet. She's got to figure it out. You know, if it was me, I'd probably be sleeping in Walmart parking lots a lot more often. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, y'all camped at Walmart for way too long. Oh, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I guess let's, let's start off with these issues. So what what was the first issue you initially dealt with? Uh, I guess with any of them, the car, the camper, the truck. Uh, I'll, I'll start with, let's start with this year. So the, because this year has <laughs> been. Meeny, meeny, miny, This year has been the, the, the big one. So I would say the first big issue I had was my fault and I crashed the car at uh, Lanier. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I've had so many yeah. things happen since then. You're like, what? Really? This was the yeah. original one This is that fucked the shut tower, correct? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was there. That was the first round or whatever for East 10. Yeah. And I go out there. So I'm back in Georgia, right? And I'm I'm around my, my work now. So I was like, I had to go to work in the morning. So I left. And I went to work during <laughs> practice. And I think I did maybe like a lap or whatever for practice. And they did kind of like an Irwindale setup where you run that wall. Mm-hmm. Lanier is big. My buddy looked it up. That wall was, is larger than OSW. When you Fuck, dude. That's a longer wall run than OSW is. Damn. And uh, so the, you run the wall and come down. You know, did a little Irwindale thing and kind of switch back and whatever. So um, so I looked at it. I was like, all right, that's not that bad. So mm-hmm. I, like, yeah, I had to go to work. And I come back. And uh, so I go out for my first qualifying. I had my buddy Trey there helping me out. And uh, so I, I take off for qualifying. It was just really awkward spacing for my car because mm-hmm. it had you know just a welded diff in it and stuff and it's turbo yeah. and it was just like if i was back like another 50 feet or something i needed fourth gear on that wall uh, and if i was okay. like back if i had a little bit more run up i could have made it to fourth so anyway so i go and i initiate and i did it but it was a zero because i initiated too late because mm-hmm. i wasn't quite i didn't do it until yeah. i was in boost and i was just having a hard time getting the timing right yeah on boost, right yeah so I look at it and i'm an idiot sometimes a lot so I'm looking, looking at it. So I look at my buddy Trey. And I was like, uh, I'm just sit on the limiter on the wall. Get ready to fix something. When I said get ready to fix something, what I meant <laughs> was that sometimes the oil line on the turbo like wiggles itself a little loose. <laughs> oh, fuck. If you're on the rev limiter too long. Yeah. That's what I meant. So I go out. This is totally my fault. This is stupid of me. So I go out and I just I just go for it, right? And 
I initiate and I, I dude, there's not that many people there. I yeah. But like, yeah, I just yeah. need to like do it. You know what I mean? I didn't need to like throw down a 98 qualifying or anything. You know, I was just like, I'm a dummy. So I'll go up. <laughs> Let's and be safe here. <laughs> I left no room for error. I was like as close to the wall as I could get. And I'm up along there and I just ran out of gear on the wall and the car started my wheel speed met my actual speed yep and as i realize it and i'm like the moment i clutch in to try to shift the car's gonna straighten mm. and i'm like trying to dial in more angle i grab the handbrake just to try to bring the back end around yeah <laughs> none of it worked and i like dude the front corner went into that that's wall. banks though yeah the banks will yeah, just yeah. suck your front end back up onto the wall yeah Won't. and um so anyway, I should have left myself more margin for error because I had no practice. I didn't know. I hadn't tried to run it in third gear. <laughs> so like, right. I didn't know. Um, so so the car just straightened out, and I went into the wall probably 60, 70 miles an hour and uh, just moved the shock tower you know, six inches over, yeah. it crushed the intake pipe, and it you know totally Dude. broke off all the front suspension I, and it, stuff. I'll find the video somewhere. That way y'all can see that one. That was rough. Yeah, I have some of it right after it came off the yeah. off the track. And uh, I sent some pictures to the guy who built the cage, Norway mm-hmm. Nils, uh, up north. And he's, I think he's in Connecticut. And uh, and dude, if I had you know, I got anti intrusion bars, right? Foot protection. Yeah. Up there, and you could see it was just like a fist was the anti intrusion bar, and all the metal was just folded around it. Oh, like I'm, dude! I'm, I swear, it would have broke my leg if I didn't have that anti-intrusion on the cage. So it was a big That's hit. Crazy. So that was that was the first thing, and then I was Shout debating what should I do with it? Should I get rid of it? Whatever, you know. I decided to keep it. So I had it pulled out at a blackjack frames um, in Georgia too. They'll pull anything, man. It's, it's oh yeah, crazy. Yeah, and uh, they have like they <laughs> go have watch this, his video on that. Yeah, they have it's pretty cool. They have this jig where they can kind of like pull it from all kinds of angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So they pulled it out. And I got the front end tubed because I totally destroyed the front. <laughs> yeah, it was about time for that one. <laughs> yeah, so I got the front end tubed, and um, so then we went up. We did some grid lifes and stuff, and uh, and that was kind of the start of it. And the car would always just have some kind of an issue mm-hmm. from that. And um, you know, I was driving grid life and stuff, and it was it was just start misfiring after like a few corners. So that was kind of frustrating, you know. What was that again? So I think what it was, if you fast forward to. Um, the the second time they erected it E Town when you were there, mm-hmm. I had um, I was transitioning over and it was just feeling weird. I thought it was like a lagging issue or something like that. I thought I had an air leak, you know, a, yeah, a, a, yeah, a vacuum yeah. leak somewhere. And um, so I went to transition during qualifying uh, tr- on the last outer on the figure eight, and I go to throttle and just nothing happens. <laughs> And I was just like, are nuts. you kidding me? <laughs> and, you know, so if you're not on throttle, you're just going to the wall. It. Yeah, yeah it, was, it felt good until I just put my foot down and it just didn't do anything. So I had no throttle, so I went to the wall again. And I moved the shock tower again. And um, Okay, hold on. Let's, let's, let's back back up uh, to the uh, frame dude, I'm shot. I'm sorry. You see, Before we so get much... that far ahead, there's more in between, too. <laughs> uh, see, it's Wasn't helpful there... that you know the story, but... um. Yeah, because all these things kind of go together. So uh, I vaguely know the story. There's so much of it. Yes. Well, you know, another little fun uh, side quest that we did was it had uh, alternate oh, alternator went out. Alternator went out. Oh, uh, a grid life yeah. as, as well. So anyway, I'm like, whatever. It's an alternator. So we got, uh, I got one figured out. I got through advanced auto parts. We had they don't like stock a lot of the BMW stuff, but you can get it pretty easily through mm-hmm. them. So I would just you know call ahead. So I just look on a map. Where am I going to be? I was yeah. like, I'm going to be wherever this was in Ohio. And so I just found it in advance, called ahead. I need this, you know, whatever part number. And they're like, okie doke. So I get it. Yeah. And, uh, but it didn't have the pulley. I couldn't Ooh, get the pulley okay. for some reason. Cause I went from a, I think it's like a 90 
amp up to like a 140, I think. Gotcha. Because somebody was like, you know, the guy built my engine, he was like, yeah, put a 140 in. I'm like, okie doke, I'll do that. Sure. So <laughs> I got it. So, of course, well, you need a different pulley, right? It was a different offset. I didn't know that. Always something. I then found out that nobody has that pulley. Nobody had that pulley. <laughs> no, like, no. Non-existent. Auto, no auto Doesn't, parts store. I don't know what you're talking about. What pulley? No BMW dealer. No, I was, uh, you know, I could, I, you couldn't find it. Yeah. You couldn't find one. I didn't know that, so I'm like, sweet. So I'm we're here at a Walmart parking lot because I we had I had planned it out. We're like, all right, it was a Walmart parking lot. I'm gonna go to the advance. I'm gonna get the thing. I'm gonna go to the Walmart. I'm gonna swap it out. And uh, so I spent ended up spending like three days in a Walmart parking lot, and <laughs> just like tent set up, hood open, all this savage. And uh, so if, I was like, I, I just couldn't find it. So I ended up finding that FCP Euro had had one, and. Um, so I was like, okay, and we were going to E Town mm-hmm. for a gambler event. I'm like, well, I'll just get it there. So I had to put the I put the wrong pulley on it because I didn't realize they were different pulleys, right? I just took the old pulley off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On. So I'm like, I'll just fire it up and pull it on things. So I I eventually did that, pulled it up on the on the trailer, and we left. We get over to E Town. Like they there was a shipping problem. Story <laughs> of my life. There's a shipping problem. Dude. It hadn't showed up. I'm like, great. So, and it shredded the, just from pulling it into the trailer, it shredded the, the belt, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, that's not that big of a deal. I'm here already. I'll just get it. <laughs> and that's an Another easy $15 thing to get. Belt, I guess. That's an easy thing to get. You know, they just keep them in an auto parts store. So I went in, uh, Vance over there, found them, got one. And then I was like, well, I guess I'm driving to Connecticut today. <laughs> so I drove up, which is, which mind you. So if you're going from E-Town up to Connecticut, that means you're going through New York City traffic. So I go through New York. I don't remember how long it took. It took an upsetting amount with of time. With the big ass truck. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, with the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I dropped the family off at E Town with the with the <laughs> with, RV. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, there's so much effort that goes into being these places, right, man? Because we're I mean, we're linking them together, right? But I was I was at Gingerman and then went to northern Michigan mm. and now I'm in E Town. So I came from Michigan to God, Jersey dude. for this gambler event. So I'm like, Okay, well, I'm just gonna have to drive eight hours round trip or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To go get this pulley, otherwise I came here for no reason. So what I did the it. fuck, bro? I did it. I go up there. It was just, <laughs> it was such a pain. <laughs> it was such a pain. So I got it came back out and I swapped it out. And then uh, what happened? Something else happened the next day. Uh Dang. oh, I broke my diff bolt. So I got oh, all together. I forgot I, about that I one. I go out. So I'm doing you know the gambler event, and I go out. And I did. Uh, what did I do? I, I think I was like driving to the track, <laughs> and so I fire up and I go to drive up there, and I was like, man, that sounds kind of weird. And of course, I'm like, whatever. And I'm like, it's a drift car. It makes weird sounds. It's <laughs> <laughs> always the answer. That's yeah. what it is. And uh, so we would drive. I was like, this doesn't feel right. So I'd come back in, just snap diff bolt. I'm like, cool. Uh, I could. I tried to tap it, whatever. I couldn't do it. So I had to pull the diff. And, you know, and I was able to, I had, fortunately, had a spare bolt. Mm. So I did all that. So that wasted almost the whole day. And then it, you know, it was dry when I went out. And then it rained. And then it was patchy. And then I just did like a crappy job. I hadn't driven on it. So I just didn't, I was, it was just like you have a few of these days, you know what I mean, where you just you don't feel that great about yourself. Oh you know? yeah, you go through all this stuff, and you just like and life just keeps kicking you in the nuts while you oh, fall. Yeah, and now it rains. I, I drove like crap. I only did like three laps, <laughs> but I just was not terribly happy with you know how I was driving. Well, so I was like, oh thing. my god. So we, so the, <laughs> oh, this is another thing I forgot. So then after that, 
It was. Uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm rambling. Boing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, I, I oh, blocked, by the way. Oh, by the way. Blocked all these things. Out. <laughs> you you kind of had to. All, all coming back. So, uh, so anyway, the get to the end of the gambler event. Yeah, whatever. I had my issues, and uh, it's towards the end of the day. Everybody's getting ready to leave, and we stuck around. And uh, I'm out there, and I feel like I got the car running right. And uh, Chris Knapp, you know, who runs a place, mm-hmm. comes up. And he was like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna go out and do some laps. You want to go out there? There's not many people out there." You know, it was like me and uh, Denofa was still there with the Fox body, him and his wife. Yeah, so yeah. She was out there driving it a bit and um, a couple other people. I don't remember. So I go out there and I'm like, all right, cool. And I so I fire the car up and it's smoking. <laughs> right. I was like, crap. Now so what? I was like, I'm nervous about it, right? And I'm like, not. I've learned a lot recently, but I'm not a great mechanic. Mm-hmm. And so Chelsea's right there, right? So I just go over and I'm like, ah, what dude. a smart BMW guy! Exactly. There I'm, you go. I'm like, I got E36 Jesus over here. <laughs> like, let me go. <laughs> the fuck am I doing this. thinking? Yeah. Oh, I do. Well, you go look at this thing for a second. It's making me nervous. He was like, yeah, sure. So he comes and looks at it. He's, you know, whatever. He check the oil and stuff. The oil's fine. He's like, yeah. He's like, um, you know, I don't know. He's like, once it warmed up, it started to go away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, it's probably fine. He's like, just you got him warmed up. Go drive it and see how it does. I was like, all right. Uh-oh. So I go out there and I did like a lap. And then I see a lot of smoke go for this. Now, lap. that's not normal. I know that one. That was like, <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't look great. <laughs> so I see a lot of smoke. And uh, and so anyway, he's right there again. And I was just like, dude, what do you think? He's like, yeah, I think you blew a turbo. Nope. <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and sure enough, I just broke. I destroyed that turbo. I don't. I still don't know what happened to that turbo. I sent it back to the. Oh, they never got, got back to you from um to see what it what. Well, it took me a while to send it off to him because I kept moving around. But oh, that's I haven't fair. heard back. I th- I think that it was just um maybe a cooling issue or something on mm. it. So I ran some coolant lines okay. to it for the on the engine now. So anyway, so I get a turbo. So we went to we had to get something fixed on the RV. So we had this place work on it, and you had these like hydraulic arms right that like lift it and level it and everything so you just push a button and it'll like beep, 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 and kind of oh. level itself out so the a place that we had working on it had dropped it on one of those legs and it bent it so every time you raise it it was like oh, fuck. So anyway they owned up to it but so they had made an appointment for uh, you know another branch of the the place up in jersey that happened in georgia but up in jersey to fix it so we're like okay well we had we had planned we got to go drop the rv off there and uh, we had booked just an Airbnb in New York. We were mm-hmm. going to spend like, excuse me, whatever it is, five days in New York, just a little vacation. Let's go do that. Yeah. So we drop it off. Of course we get there. They had no idea we were supposed to be there. Nothing's ordered. And they're just like, nah. <laughs> what <laughs> the to... fuck, dude? So we left it. We went. We had a good time in New York, which is great. And um, came back. They hadn't touched it. They hadn't touched the RV. And they're like, well, we can order it. I'm like, no, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. So I took it. What shop was this? Oh, I'm not going to say because I can't remember and I don't want to slander the wrong That's fair. RV That's place. Fair. I, don't uh, re- yeah. I, I don't remember the exact name of it. Um, But so anyway, they so we're like, whatever. We called the place in Georgia and they're like, well, if you're here, just bring it to us. I'm like, OK, because it's annoying. Like it still works. It's yeah. just annoying. It makes us loud sounds, but you can live with it. So in the meantime, I had ordered a new turbo, got the turbo there. And then there was another that was right before Riverside, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because it went, when we pulled up, your car was sitting over by the container. Yeah. Yeah. I just parked it. it. Yeah. I mean, E Town's one of the greatest places in the world. Thank God I oh, had a dude, bunch of negative amazing. things that we'll get to 
happen at E-Town because either they're like the naps or what's up. They're so nice. Yeah. They're, you know, so anyway, so Chris, he was just like, yeah, just park it by my container. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Out so, of sight, out of mind. Just leave it over there. So I show up with the turbo and I swap the turbo that night and, uh, you know, like everything else on a car, you know, BMW engines are slanted, right? Mm. So I'm like, whatever, it's four bolts and an oil line. Right. Well, like getting to one of those four bolts was quite a pain because it's like, oh, yeah. So, anyway, it's not that big of a deal. I swapped the turbo and then went and uh, drove uh, Riverside. And then Riverside is where I uh, bent a control arm. Thankfully, Andy Haley was there and he lent me some of his spare mm -hmm. arms. Yeah. And then, uh, and then later on, where I had no power, went into the wall. Like yeah. I was saying before. Yeah. I've got um, a good shot of that one. He does. You were right there. <laughs> solid one of me just like, so wah, good. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> dude, literally all four wheels came off the ground. I, that's what I used for your thumbnail, actually. Oh, that yeah. Video. That's great. I'm glad. Because <laughs> 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 it moved the shock so tower right good, back dude. to where it originally was. That wasn't nearly as hard of a hit as the linear one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it probably just moved because it already Half been moved. Half the speed you were going. Yeah, it was. It had, I'm sure it was just weak from already being moved. And, uh, and I was worried to, like, brace it against the other shock tower. I'm like, what? Do I move both Yeah, of them? let's not tweak <laughs> them both here. Yeah. So, yeah, bent, move the shock tower back over, and I go and we get it towed back in. I'm I, Still, I'm just like, oh, I suck. This is terrible. <laughs> and uh, so somebody came up to me, and it was Riverside. So Riverside's cool. You got all these FD guys and stuff there. You know, a lot of really talented people there. And somebody came up, and they're like, hey, Rome's here. Uh, I think Rome mm. moved to shock tower here recently you should go ask him how he pulled his out i'm like all right so i went over there what's it gonna hurt <laughs> yeah i'm like all right so i went over there and, and i was like hey man uh, you know whatever it is how'd you pull yours out and he laughed at me and he was like i didn't <laughs> he just like popped his hood this is also just like dude that car's jacked that oh man, yeah that car's rough bro dude the it's um, so rough the amount of like complicated math that has to go into aligning that chassis straight <laughs> <laughs> It's impressive, and he just rips, dude. He rips yeah, that, that car gets down though. Is beat, and uh, so anyway, so and then that's when it just kind of became this whole uh, thing that was like, I mean, it sucks that I heard it all, but that was like a really highlighting moment in drifting to me. Yeah, because you got Rome over there, uh, him and his mechanic are there trying to help me, you know, get it pulled out cut the tube. It was just this whole thing, and then it ended up being this, just like whole the whole dude. community. It, like the, I didn't like, even get to be like there either. I was pissed too. I wanted to like see all of this happen. It was, but crazy. I was down in the shop where you ended up coming to after the fact, mm. helping Scott replace a slave cylinder and all this shit because he was having issues. And dude, there was so much going on that night. Yeah, everyone's car was fucked. We we sat at the shop waiting for like half an hour just to use the lift. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Oh, dude, I believe it. Yeah, There's so many people with a fucked car. That's a brutal place. Yeah, a, those, it's it's cool yeah. and it's like being a figure eight. It's not that complicated, is... but yeah, it's it's brutal because yeah. a lot of places you don't think. I mean, obviously you think walls and stuff like that, but if you're used to driving places that have no, uh, have some kind of margin for error. Yeah, you know, Eastern has no margin yeah, for error none. None. whatsoever, and it's just, so any minor mistake, you just, I mean, you just. Go into a concrete You quite wall. literally yeah. feel it. <laughs> and, and then it jacks the car up a little bit, and then it just like causes more mistakes. Yep, you just yep. end up in the wall more and more. You get more nervous, and you keep making more mistakes. Yeah, yeah. It was just at the wall revolving door. It. But yeah, so that ended up being like probably 30 people around the car. <laughs> you know, it was uh, 
Alex, Alex Yeager so wouldn't get and that's why I found out that my truck wasn't starting. My wife went to go try the start. She was like, the truck won't start. I'm like, let's pull this yep. car straight and I'll deal with that later. <laughs> so, I don't even want to hear about the truck. Yeah, Alex Yeager goes and get his car. We got another truck there. And we're just like pulling the uh, pulling it back out, yeah. you know. Uh we originally tried to do it with uh Beecham was there and he got like this little it's like a golf cart, but it's a yeah. little beefier than yeah. a regular golf cart. So he comes over and he ones hooks it cool up wheels. to it. Yeah, he comes and hooks up to it. I'm like, do you think it's enough? He's like, oh, yeah, I pulled a bunch of cars out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So it wasn't quite enough. So we got the <laughs> and pulled and pulled it back straight. That's the short version of it. Pulled it back relatively yeah. straight and then went over to the shop where we saw you. And then, uh, you know, Rome's guy, I wish I could remember his name. Rome's guy welded it all back mm-hmm. up because we had to cut some of the tubing and stuff to allow it to move. Yeah. And uh, and welded it all back up. But... um yeah, dude. So that it was turned that out was really a, well after it was. It did, man. Done. I took it back to the frame shop after that. It was like within an eighth inch. No, dude. To, he didn't even pull it. He was like, I don't think. <laughs> he was like, dude, I'm not gonna mess with he's this. He's like, I don't think it's worth it. So he just pulled it back because <laughs> I had like bent in the back end a bit from just like popping the wall a little too hard. And uh, and he just, so, so he just pulled that back out. However many times he's done that. And uh, so anyway, so that was where I kind of decided I think I'm done with this chassis. Yeah. And part of it was because that shock tower had moved. I felt like it moved really easily. Yeah. That time, yeah. you know, yeah, all four wheels went up. You know, I feel like that makes it a little but bit. But how dramatic. soft of a hit it? Yeah. Crimp. It crumbled in pretty well. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not gonna keep putting money in this thing and, and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And I was like, I think I'm just gonna do it. Um. So some time went by, and I went up to uh, Nick Novak was there, and I talked to him a few times because he had a chassis laying around, mm-hmm. and I kind of like. Yeah, lightly talked to him about it. I was like, "Dude, I think I might need to get that chassis from you." He was like, "All right, he's, you know, let me know." <laughs> so, uh, so we go back down to George. Or, oh no, well that's sorry. I'm getting it all. I'm following storylines. So pause that storyline. <laughs> truck doesn't start, right? Yeah, the truck doesn't yep. start. So we go up, try to push the button. You know, what I mean, it's like screens on, and the screen just dies. Mm-hmm. We'll what year is this? Too? It's twenty twenty. Okay, it's twenty twenty, and. uh so I start messing with it. These new trucks are like space shuttles, right? It has like 11 oh, modules dude. and all this kind of electronic stuff going on that's way over my head. Um, yep. But there were some really smart guys that tried to help me out. And um, and it got to the point where we realized there's a, so like a big solid state fuse, like a 500 amp fuse that goes Jeez. down to the starter. Okay. And you know, go voltmeter and we're like, all right, let's power on one side, no power on the other side. We blew mm-hmm. the solid state fuse. Somebody had a power pro. We're like, let's put power pro right on the starter. Try to make it start. It wouldn't start. So we're like, okay, well, maybe it's the starter. All right, well, now I'm stuck here. And it goes. So I find... One way or another. The downside to Duramax is is there's not that... At least I haven't come across that many, like, aftermarket shops that deal with them. Yeah. Tons of Power um, power Stroke, good many Cummins, not very many Duramax guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I find a Chevy dealer that has availability. They'll take it. They'll try it. Okie doke. So we get it towed over there. Uh, Shout out to Bobby. Lives across the street from E Town. <laughs> Chris Knapp called him. He oh, had dually. Shouts so, out, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, he has dually. So you know, I mean, it's like a huge trailer, right? So like, you need somebody yeah. with a gooseneck hitch, and they can have like you know, whatever a five thousand pound like tongue weight. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. the stupid thing. It's not tongue weight. Whatever you call it in the bed. And uh, so he comes over and he moves us kind of out of where the competition was over in the grass by where the shop was. Mm. So we're kind of out of the way. So we're there. So we proceed to stay at E-Town for eight days, I think. So we just lived there. It was so hot. It was so hot. Did y'all have water hookup or anything there? No, we did not have water, any water. 
Um, so what we did have, there's a spigot close by. So we would go and I'd fill up like water jugs uh, on the spigot. Oh, and my wife has like a Berkey, which is like this, uh, you know, it uh, purifies water. So you put it in there. So we have drinking water. We just have to walk down to the spigot and come mm. back. And I got like a beach wagon for the kids, right? And we got like a like a tote, like kind of a plastic tote. You yeah, know, yeah, Like yeah. a little storage thing. So what we did, we got that. My wife's a genius and a wonderful mother. So she gave the idea of take, taking that and I would take it down, fill it up with water. It's like 105 degrees in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the kids or the kids are playing in the water all day in the shade and stuff because we have gas. Um, but it's AC blows through a ton of power. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you can hear the generator like throttle up whenever you use more electricity. Mm. So you're going through a lot of gas. We're going through a lot of electricity and AC goes through a lot of electricity. So we ran the, you know, could, tried not to run the generator during the day so that we could, we hate sleeping when it's hot. Yeah, know? I don't so like it. we could run it at night. And uh, so we tried to keep him outside, playing in the water and everything. Uh, the next shout out is Andy Haitley. So Andy Haitley just hung out, him and his dog. And, Hell yeah. Uh, and he just like stuck around for three or four days because he was Damn, next going to, yeah, he was next going to Atlanta. And he's just got a nice setup there. He just chills out in the trailer. And, um. And yeah, he just like stuck around and he just just to basically to see if we had he didn't have anywhere to go really then. And he just stuck around so that we could get around if we really needed to. Yeah. So, uh, yes, me and him go to the store or whatever like that. And he just like left his key on the what a guy on the on the trailer on the tire of his truck if I needed to go and get fuel or something like that. Yeah. He was like he he had had a whole issue with his truck Mm -hmm. years ago, something kind of similar where he was stranded. And uh, so anyway, he knows what it feels like. So it's a good man, and uh, that helped a lot, you know. And it was uh, Alex Yeager too. I but he was gone. He was like, the thing, thing we didn't need it, and several other people who just offer, you mm-hmm. know, do you need fuel? Do you need anything? You know, somebody let me borrow their car to go down to you know Wawa to get yeah, you know, whatever water or something Drinks like that. So you know, so fuck. that was really cool. That's again where the whole community kind of comes together, and you're, it's that's what makes you feel that's drifting man. a lot better. It really is, and. Uh, so anyway, we got the truck back, and it was they replaced the starter and the fuse. Spoiler alert: it was neither of those things. Jesus, an aggressive cat! No idea what's going on out there. <laughs> and I think your cat's fighting a raccoon. <laughs> um, so it was neither of those things. But anyway, they got the truck running. So we get it, we load up. We're supposed to go to Georgia next. We go down to Georgia, and we drop the RV off because remember the other place was supposed to fix the RV, right? Yeah, and they didn't. Yep. Do it. So now we go drop it off at the place to actually fix it. Who originally broke it? <laughs> so we drop it off there, and do the, the next day, the truck doesn't start. Yeah. Now, this is how we end up in my dad's basement because we're like, okay, we'll stay with dad for like three days. Oh, dude, you know, forgot about that. Play the grand, he'll play so with the grandkids much. and stuff for like three days, and uh, so then now the truck breaks again. Mm-hmm. It does the thing. Okay, so we have to get towed again over to a dealership there. And I think it took 16 weeks to get the truck back. 16 weeks. It took 16 weeks. weeks. What they were went, the, okay, so what were all they trying to diagnose to figure they, out what the fuck was going on? Yeah, they on? just couldn't figure it out. I mean, they went through so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, there's actually a really good Jalopnik article on my specific situation. No shit. Yeah, so it's, on, it's on Jalopnik. Uh, so I can send you the link, but it's, uh, so when, yeah, when they did the write up on it, he did, we sent him like the whole list, you know what I mean? So it's very yeah. detailed on everything that happened in the situation, all that kind of stuff. Uh, wow. so you can see that if you want all the details, but basically what happened was it kept blowing those fuses okay. and they couldn't figure out why. And they did things and it seemed like it would work and didn't. They have GM involved. 
engineers trying to find out what the heck's going on yeah. with the thing. And uh, so third time I go to pick it up, I picked it up a few times and took it back immediately because it, it broke again or whatever. Yeah. And so I go get it and I drive it. I go to a few places, you know, like turning it on and off maybe three or four times. And then the check engine light comes on. It hesitated, and then it started. Heart sinks immediately. Yeah, it started, and the check engine light came on. I'm like, no, sir. And I did not <laughs> turn it, it off Take again. It I drove it straight back to the dealership. They were closed. I just like put the keys in the little drop thing with a note. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, Remember today. me, motherfucker? <laughs> <Not today. laughs> it left it there. And, dude, two days ago, I mean, two days after that, I get a call from the dealership. He was like, hey, we uh, thought we fixed your truck, and we were taking it out for a test drive, and we heard kind of a loud bang. And now we can't get to turnover. And uh, I was like, so when you say you can't get to turnover, do you mean like you are pushing the start button and it'll start? Or do you mean like you have a wrench on the front and you were trying to like rotate the assembly? And he was like, we're trying to rotate the assembly. Oh, no, dude. And I'm like, listen, dude, I don't, I'm not a great mechanic. But in my experience, you are super screwed. Yeah. <laughs> if that does not... If you can't hand rotate the assembly, oh, no. he's like, we can kind of get it to move. There's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know resistance. I was like, oh my god. But the the one upside about this was so for ten weeks before that, yeah. My wife has like this little one series that's like her little fun car she's <laughs> yep, had forever. Yep. So my kids, all three kids, we don't have any other vehicles and crap. So we have crammed in here like Mexicans, baby. Let's else. go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so I'm having constantly having to borrow my dad's car because you only can fit them in. You know, we can't all fit in the car. Mm. So now we're under powertrain warranty because it's the engine, right? So at least now we have a rental car. And uh, so that helped a lot. There's a few more weeks went by with that. And it ended up being what the problem was, was it had a cracked head. So the head was cracked. It was leaking. The whole time? I guess. Or... I, I don't know. So I, oh, okay. earlier I had noticed the coolant light came on and I put a little bit of coolant in it. And that was kind of it. And um, maybe, I don't know, a few weeks before this all started. Yeah, yeah. And I think maybe it was just leaking. I mean, they've had it for three months at this point. It probably kept going while they yeah. had it. Because I didn't notice smoke or anything, you know. But I don't know. Maybe mm. it did on startup and I just didn't see it. And uh, so anyway, yeah, it was just leak coolant into the cylinders to the point that basically hydro locked, which is what happened with them. <laughs> and they tried to get GM to replace the whole engine. GM said no. So I have one new head. They decked the other head. And what obviously got fuck, all the cooling bro. out and stuff. And I was like, Do you, I mean, are y'all sure this isn't like this isn't like a bent rod or something? They're like, no, we measured everything. Everything looks you good. You said it was a crack in the block or the no, head? No, the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, in the head. I was like, that wouldn't even make sense. No, 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 not the block. Yeah, in the head. So, yeah, so basically it was just more resistance. So when it was trying to start, it was blowing that starter fuse. Because it just Holy had fuck. more. It took more to do it. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's where we are. I've had it for two weeks now, and it seems to work. Excuse me. We've had it. Two weeks now, and it seems to work, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like super warm and fuzzy about it because, like I said, I have to go straight to California, yeah, from here exactly. to be able to keep up with my commitments. So it is, so I got to tow this thing out I, there. See, I I've always been one that's like, just go ahead and get the loan on a nice truck. That way, you don't have to worry about it. It'll be covered under warranty, all this stuff. But like. Dude, seeing what you went through and then seeing what Taylor Ray went through. Yeah. I was like, why the fuck would you ever want to do that? Dude, yeah. He, uh, at this point, you just buy something that you can fucking handle. Yeah, I don't even know, dude. Uh, Taylor Ray messaged me like, 
because he was there at that. He event. brought you up on one with of the, the videos. Truck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's like a random dude who just like. Yeah, yeah. Trailer, I was like, what? Oh, I know who that guy yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, he messaged me. It was the same kind of thing. He was just like, oh, I had the same problem. Whatever. Yeah. He sold me by his truck. You know, I was just like, dude, I don't. And we were both like, just like, I don't know, because it's it's nice to have a new truck. Mm-hmm. It's good, you know, especially if it's really heavy. You know what I mean? It's nice yeah. to to do it. But I don't know. I thought about getting a different truck, but I feel like all new trucks they all have their complications. They all have their own little idiosyncrasies, yeah. and I don't know. I could get another one and have Same another shit. get yeah. Ford Dodge whatever, and have other issues with it. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I should just keep this one, and maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. I so. I will say having a nice newer truck is it's so much better. It is nice. I mean, dude, towing this, sucks like the... in general. So, like, if you can make it more comfortable, oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And that has all the cameras and stuff around it, which is nice, especially in campgrounds. Oh, get I'm really not that tight. <laughs> it's, uh, cameras is super tight, and the trailer is huge, right? Yeah. So I have to get like as much as possible mm-hmm. when I'm going around the front. So it has like a front camera. So anyway, there are things on it that are very, very nice. I don't need them, but you know, the trucks have gone up so much. I would have to like come way more money out of pocket for a less nice truck. Yeah. And maybe yeah. it's still going to have more problems. So I don't know. So I think we're just going to keep it for a while. Come and swap. Maybe. I don't know. My wife wants to get rid of it, and she's usually always right. So I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully if something doesn't happen. I don't know how she does it. It's super annoying, but she's always right about stuff she doesn't even know anything Jesus. about. Uh, but that is fucking true. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we have the truck now, and that was the whole thing with that. But... In the in the meantime, we're waiting on the truck. I had one more round to East Ten. I debated not going to East Ten just because of like, well, I wrecked the car. Mm-hmm. And you're right, you know, they do the four rounds, but it's two weekends. Yeah. So yeah. I I zeroed the first two rounds because I crashed the car in qualifying, and then obviously I moved the shock tower, didn't do anything mm-hmm. with it the for the next one. Yeah. So like, should I even go? And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go. So uh, so I just put it on and got like I said, I got, I got a pool service. So I had a pool service truck that wasn't being used by one of the guys. So me and my buddy trey got a u-haul trailer and we packed everything up and fucking head right up to e-town and uh broke the diff <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as we got there we broke the diff <laughs> broke the diff cover uh jeremy up there who's the man who was who could also weld aluminum he welded it up uh God. it was aluminum though so it broke again <laughs> Yeah, it didn't last you, but like one yeah, one lap. I think I got like two laps or something. It's just it was it was another honestly just very disheartening experience. Yeah, you know, but it's totally unrelated to the whole RV thing. You know, it's just like a lot of people go through, especially if you do competitions and stuff. We're just yeah. like, oh my gosh, this took so much to get here and so much to do it. And you're either like, I suck, or mm-hmm. I the dumb car, or I messed something up on the car. You know. So Dude, that's just, like uh, a it's a whole nother level too, because like it, you hear people that are like, like we were just Tyler, the competition stuff like is just wailing on him, like yeah, you, you just can't take it anymore. Yeah, I totally and then get it. You're sitting here doing it while living in an RV with no house, <laughs> a truck that's fucked. The car just keeps breaking <laughs> every event it goes to. It's like, dude, the. That's why I say whenever I'm editing your videos, sometimes I'm just like, I really don't have it that bad. I don't know what this this dude is thinking. Why is he doing this to himself? I don't know. I'm just stubborn. Um. So anyway, so that I misspoke before. So right after that event, that was when I definitely decided to yeah switch yeah. the chassis. And like I said, I talked to Novak from Riverside. He's like, yeah, hit me up. So I did. He had this car sitting there for in storage. He was going to use it for something. I forgot what he said, but he never used it. It was very mm-hmm. very clean chassis. Really nice cage, 
um, totally stripped down. Right oh, it was rock. already caged. Yeah, a nice Sick. Chris Ward cage in it. Um, yeah, it's a really nice cage. And so anyway, yeah, so I bought it off of him and rolled it on up and put it into my little workspace up there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to just move everything over. So, of course, I got into like, well, what do I up? Now, now I've opened a whole nother can of worms, right? That, that everybody who builds like a somewhat higher level drift car gets yeah. into of like, okay, well, I want to do it right. I want to spend the money on the things that matter. But I Papa's on a budget. Mm-hmm. And I do not want to spend money on things I don't need. You know, and then so figuring out what those things are. Yeah. It's really course. tough. Uh, so I ended up got I bought a used quick change off of Rich Whiteman. Nice. I asked him about nice. bulldogs and he was like, they're solid. He's like, I also have winners if you want. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, dude. <laughs> You're not gonna believe this. <laughs> Send it on down. So yeah, Rich helped me out with that. And then um and then as far as kind of figuring out what I wanted to do with other things, uh, you know, Denof is like very helpful. I, th- I think probably with just anybody who hits him mm-hmm. up, he just really wants oh, yeah. to help everyone. So he was always, uh, he was helpful, but I was just like, should I, should I get a fuel, him, a fuel cell? He was like, no, you don't need a fuel cell. They're in a good spot. They're well protected. He was like, you can yeah. go all the way and not put a fuel cell in E36. Like, That's crazy. Okie doke. Not going to put a fuel, fuel cell in it. And uh, it was like, do I do a rear radiator? I think his response was, if you need it. I'm like, well, that's not super helpful. But I guess <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh, so Why would anyway, anyone absolutely need that? Yeah, I looked into it. It was a lot cheaper than I thought it was to do the rear. Because it's already all cut out for a rear radiator. The, mm. the chassis yeah, when yeah, I yeah. bought it. Um, so it was a lot cheaper than I thought it was going to be. So I'll probably do that out in uh, in California when I get out there. I'm not messing with it right now. Um, so we'll do that. And uh, so the engine, not way well, I didn't really touch. Besides, I water cooled that turbo, sir. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> didn't really touch the engine. The engine's been kind of turned down for the turbo at about 500 horsepower because okay. that's about what you can send through like a E36 M3, like a ZF transmission, and the gotcha. diff. That's kind of gotcha. what you can expect to send through it and not break stuff all the time. Conservative number. And my drivetrain, besides breaking that diff cover, was pretty reliable. Nice. And. Uh, so now I'm going to put a E46 M3 six speed in it. Okay. Whenever I get one of those, and I bought uh, I'm going to use drive shaft to the quick change. So anyway, we should be able to turn it up to what that turbo can do, which is about like 650 mm-hmm. wheel or so. And then I'll just Damn. have Sam uh, 412 Motorsports do a few different tunes for me, just so yeah. I can. Yeah, you know, I'll need 650. So you can dumb it down or something. Sometimes. You know what I mean? I'll just yeah, yeah. Dumb it down four <laughs> or whatever when I need it. Um. So, yeah, so I've just got, and then just getting stuff has been a, a pain. You know, I yeah. just got the wiring harness. It took forever to get the what wiring What are the harness. most, like, complicated things to get right now? Uh, So I, I got Besides pretty harness, lucky. I, I got pretty lucky. I think a lot of the things were complicated for me to get. <laughs> it wouldn't have been that complicated for most people. Uh, But so the uh, quick changes are really hard to get right now. Which a lot of people are doing bulldogs. Because you can't get a winners. According to Rich knows a lot about quick changes and winners. And what is the issue with the the winners? Why uh, just well, not making them? According right now? to him, so this is you know secondhand information. Yeah. So you saw that they were breaking some. Yeah. They were like blowing them up. Um. So I guess they had like an old foundry where they built the older ones. But I older, I mean like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And then when they switched to a new one, and then that's the ones they started having issues with. Thankfully, yeah. mine's one of the old ones. <laughs> but that's when they started having issues with, and now they're switching to another one. So they don't have any more gotcha. issues. So there's just kind of a lapse in supply while uh, they switch yeah. suppliers. Kind of like the Kendo thing sense, for a yeah. while. You know what I mean? Where you just, so they're just switching suppliers. So there's just a bit of a lapse in getting them. 
Yeah. Just a little delay at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So anyway, that would be one of the harder things to get, but I was able to figure it out. You have a FDF, like, subframe kit thingy to nice. modify the subframe. Okay. So. Wait, for for quick, what? For quick change. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Dude, his mounts for those are wild. The, for what? For, for all of change? his quick change mounts. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, and then the, the C5 one that he just came out with for, uh, like, for Wes, whenever mm-hmm. he was building oh, yeah, the first quick change front mount, what it tra- whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever his little title for it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, how do you like that, though, so far? Uh, I guess you haven't been able to drive it. No, I haven't it. driven it yet. I did learn the hard way that you have to test fit it on the on the diff itself before you weld it oh, up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Ah, shit. I couldn't figure out what the problem was. And eventually, I was going back and forth with FDF. Yeah. And eventually, Josiah just called me. And he was like, <laughs> what are you talking uh, about, basically? He was like, it can't be welded up. And it not, he thought I was missing a piece, and I had the piece. I was like, I, don't I was like, dude, I don't know. You're the engineer. I just know I'm looking at a welded quick <laughs> and I don't know why it doesn't fit. <laughs> it was, it was Wait, a, anyway, was it's issue? like because you have to like it's it's not perfect. The, yeah, the well, kit. So yeah. you have to like test fit it on the diff first before you weld it all up. Like the way that it looks like it goes is not necessarily the way that it goes. You have to nest, you have oh. to fit on like there's little different gaps and stuff like that. So you just have to test fit and weld it up. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I took it back down there and he got up and now I know. Sweet. Okay. Hopefully well, now you know. Hopefully I don't ever have to do that yeah. again, but now I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else FDF on the car? No, that's the only thing. No. Yeah. Have you you ever contemplated going to their angle kit? Uh, yeah, I did think about it. Um, I just switched to WiseFab. Oh, okay. Uh, and WiseFab is good, but looking back on it, maybe I should have done FDF. My biggest thing is availability. That's that's one thing I, I preach on are... compared to WiseFab because FDF is literally right there with WiseFab as far as the structure of the angle kits and stuff. Yeah. Like the quality's there compared, but uh, like it, when was the last time you talked to anyone at WiseFab? No, like long time. Yeah. You, you can get somebody. I mean, you can get what's the name, Mike. Yeah, but, but it's it, like you know, it's just not it common here. Yeah, which I'm find kind of odd because it's very common. It's a very commonly used brand. You yeah, know, it's on a bunch of stuff. Um, I don't like it. But what grip kit in the rear are you running? Uh, it's not a grip kit. It's just there. It's um, true. Arms, whatever yeah, it's well, wise fab. Oh, it's, okay. it's a yeah. true coilover. So it just has the different upper and lowers. It's just adjustable upper and lower arms. Gotcha. In the okay. back. Yeah, the wise fab ones. It's not the new one. It's like whatever the previous generation yeah, was. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I feel you know, BMW's got like SLR, wise fab, and FDF. So much, dude. Yeah, and I think they're all good you know they're yeah. all good they're yeah. all good quality they all work i'm always well. gonna preach the fda they're all baby. like roughly the same price mm. so my biggest thing is i would have problems with availability and i'm often not in the same spot for very long right so getting parts yep. is, is a real pain mm-hmm. for most places because you're up north all the time or down the road from fdf <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so um but yeah anyway so i've, I've heard fdf i talked to drift hq I should have, I don't know. And so I talked to Drift HQ because I was trying to get a, a replacement arm. And I was like, dude, what do you have on shelves? And he was like, well, I got, you know, this and this yeah. and this. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you don't always have all of them on the shelves. <laughs> I like, what is like, what is easily restocked? What is never hard to get? Drift HQ and stays was pretty like stocked FDF. for FDF. Well, yeah, they're the distributor for yeah, the US. Yeah. yeah, but I've had issues on other parts in the past where they, they're not manufacturing them quick enough. 
Oh, so if yeah. after, if Drift HQ has them on the shelf, great. But if the person that's making them mm-hmm. can't give them to them, then they can't keep it on the shelf, yeah. right? In the future, so you might have problems with it later on. Um, but anyway, so he's like FDF is usually pretty good about it. Yeah. So anyway, but I have Wise Fab on it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I got Wise Fab. I got Let's get you on FDF. Oh no, I got the Wise Fab and the spares and everything. You know. Oh, um, you're all in. Hey, I can be talked out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Out of it. But yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, just availability. But um, yeah, yeah I got all wise web stuff on there. So what cool levers do you run on that? A feel, feel. Yeah, oh, it's okay. just four forty ones. Dude, yeah, I'll always say, good, especially but... for BMWs, BC is probably the way to go. Mm. And it's not just because it's a great coilover, but like, Denofa knows everything about BC for BMWs. Do they sell so like, like a kit, like perfect. a Denofa spec hmm? or an E thirty six? Well, I don't think it's actually on. Well. It might let me know in the comments if it's actually on the website, but you can literally just call them up and be like, I need the Denofa spec E36 coil. Oh, there you go. Whatever the fuck. And they'll be like, okay, gotcha. I went with Field just to try something different because I had had BC for a long time and there wasn't much of a difference. And uh, I was looking and they had like drift spec on the website and stuff like that. And I'm like, I trust Odie. (laughs) (laughs) So I I got the Fields. Odie's a good guy. Yeah. And and they're pretty good. You can almost always get somebody on the phone at at Feel. And I've had like questions and a bunch of random questions and stuff. And I've always had them and helped me out and, you know, stuff like that. So I I like Feel. Nice. Hell yeah. I just had a question about the car. You want another bad thing to happen to me? Sure, if you, want to, if you want to share that. Yeah, sure, why Go not? Go for it. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> it run It didn't into happen that. to me. I don't want to feel victimized. You know, it's not like, <laughs> things just happen around me. You know, I told my wife, uh, I was, she was like, no, my wife told me, why, what is going on? Because I mean, like I told you, I'm trying to get my transmission. It's taken like six weeks for me to try to get this transmission. Yeah, yeah, In yeah. California. Made it to Georgia. Got lost by FedEx. Gone. Can't find it. It's nope. in the building. They just can't find it in the building. Yeah. So they, anyway. So that's like another little thing. Uh, so my wife was like, "Why does, why does it seem like bad things keep happening to us?" Dude, literally. And yeah. you know, my justification is just what like, well, wish we have did you piss off? Maybe. <laughs> and was, we have a lot more going on than your average person. So in my head, that just like ups the chances. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe oh, yeah. we just have like a twenty percent fail rate, and that's normal. We just have way, way more things that. going on, so our twenty percent <laughs> is like fifty. Our bar, our bar is just a little bit higher than everyone else, babe. I don't know. Yeah, you. we're just like do too much. I think so. We just have like shipping stuff in from all over the place. You know, there's just a lot of failure points. There's a lot of failure points. But yeah, so we got the RV back. And I'm there. Uh, I'm start messing with the car. This is recently. It's like last week. Mm. And uh, and my wife kind of looks up in the ceiling in our bedroom, and like one of the lights is a little discolored. And uh, so she like I'm not with her. She's I'm on the phone with her. Though. She can pull it down. She's like, oh my god, there's ants in the ceiling. I'm uh, like, what do you mean ants in the ceiling? Oh, ants dude, I ceiling. saw your video about yeah, this. Yeah. She's like, there's ants in the ceiling. I'm like, okay, okay, there's ants in the ceiling. All right, I'll go. So anyway, I came home a little bit early. And I go, uh, so the way the lights are, they're just kind of like, I don't know, they've got these like little fold down arms. You can put them up in there and hold yeah, them up. Yeah. So you can kind of like pull them down pretty easy. I pull it down, and sure enough, there's some ants in the ceiling. Oh. So I got you know, a little vacuum, like you saw, I had to vacuum the, yeah. the ants out. And I pulled the light out all the way, and some water came out. And uh, so the uh, you know, there's insulation right up, and then the insulation's really wet on one side. I was like, oh, wow, that's really exciting. This is, <laughs> there's, there's a little surprise in the ceiling here. So I go up on the oh. roof. And I found there's a there's a hole in the so you have like this protective membrane over like a fiber fiberglass roof. Okay. So there's a hole in the membrane, 
and I don't know where it came from. Whatever. There were a bunch yeah. of storms. I mean, it sat for three months. There were a bunch of storms and stuff went through. Who knows where it came from? So anyway, so I go down and I was like, all right, cool. So new project. While I'm trying to get this car going, you know. Side note, we were supposed to be, in the, like I said, we were supposed to be in California a month and a half ago. Yeah, like we were supposed yeah. to be at SEMA. Just keep like, stacking on top of each other. All this we were shit. supposed to be at SEMA with the RV, had everything booked. Couldn't do it because they didn't have the stuff for the car. Couldn't get it moving. So anyway, <laughs> oh so and now I'm starting to get some things in and I'm like, I feel very like pressured to get going on it. Right. Yeah. So now I have this whole other thing. All right, cool. Whatever. I have to deal with it because it's like now it's like, is there mold in here or whatever? So I cut out a little section of the ceiling, pull it down, just like water comes out from the ceiling <laughs> and uh puddles. Yeah, yeah. No, I did leave a little puddle, you know, it was, probably, <laughs> you know, it was probably like a cup of water that was up in there. It just came down. Damn. All the insulation's all bad. And sure enough, there's some mold up in there. It looks like we caught it fairly soon. I'm thinking it wasn't That's up good. there very long. Um, some of the wood's kind of soft and stuff. So I'm looking at it. So I ended up taking like, my wife's like, you know, I would really like to have beadboard in the ceiling. I'm like, whatever. I'm going to rip the whole thing out. I'll just put beadboard in. So I take the whole God. thing out. This is not a big room. It's an RV, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like two sheets of beadboard from Home Depot. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So I like cut the whole thing out. I'm trying to see how bad the damage is too, right? So I take out the wet insulation and stuff and I'm kind of looking at it. And just, I'm noticing the molds going a little bit further than I thought it did. And like I said, some of the, so you have these like kind of little beams, like support beams and they're pretty mm-hmm. soft. I'm like I'm relatively handy with such things, but I don't have a lot of. I'm not sure like when you should replace it, yeah, and when yeah. you can just dry it out, you know. And this is like a structural <laughs> thing, and I just like I don't have the experience for it. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh my god, you know what? This is a lot more than I thought. We have insurance. It's like a two hundred dollar deductible. I was gonna say, let's go to YouTube. <laughs> I'm like, let's just hit the. We're just gonna take it for insurance. I dropped it off for insurance to get it fixed over insurance uh, Thursday last week. Okay. So anyway, that's another thing. So now we're like they still got it displaced. Yeah, yeah. The insurance guy's taking forever. It's just another. Oh my god. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the VIN number's wrong. <laughs> what the hell? By one number, like I think the insurance guy just typed it in. Like, oh, okay, one okay. Off, but he has to fix it, <laughs> and he won't pick up the phone. <laughs> so Allstate is like, "Hey, we're ready to expedite this." The place that have it is like, they're like, "We're ready to rock. We'll get it done in a week," and I can't get. <laughs> Home state home. All state home to pick up the phone. But anyway, I don't think I've fun. said "Oh my God" more in another Monday. podcast. Maybe we'll hear from him ever. Monday. It's only been three days. <laughs> Minor seizure, <laughs> and so uh, so anyway, we dropped that. So now we're displaced again. And my my kids have been like they love music and everything, mm-hmm. and they've really been wanting to go to Nashville. And Hell my yeah. wife too, so she was just like, "We're going to Nashville." Yeah, so they are currently in Nashville, so I stopped by here on, on the way here. up to Nashville to go see them, and we'll spend a few days because I've been working on the car. They just left me here, nah. and uh, so they just got an Airbnb up. So, anyway, so we're kind of displaced until we figure out what we're gonna Damn, do, dude. and and I get this car running at, at least, you know. So mm. I have help, you know, my buddy Trey, who you've seen on the videos and stuff. He's yeah. very, uh, he's a really handy dude. He's done a lot of race car stuff, so he can help me. The wiring's the most daunting thing in front of me right now, but mm-hmm. we'll see. It should be relatively straightforward. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, not for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. You I'm, all know. Coming I from hate a guy wiring. who has no idea what he's talking about, so yeah, exactly. No, I wouldn't take too much. But yeah, so anyway, we'll get it. So that's a new thing. That was exciting. No. Yeah. So, dude, let's not. Um. So how back? Not to jump. A, off again but back on the car how much is the uh the chassis swap like actually costing you oh i try not to think about such things um how much did the chassis cost 
Uh, I think the chassis costs six grand. Okay. But it's a very nice Fully cage and, and it's very like clean that, so. and there was no strip work to be done in it. You know, so yeah. it was, I feel like that was fair. It wasn't an awesome deal. You know, I think, I think that was fair. Saved you a lot of time. Is there no like insulation? No insulation. It is. So it's been dry ice and all that. Yeah. It's just down to nothing. Yeah. I'd pay six. Everything's pulled out. So, and it and has a good cage in it and everything. So it was, yeah, it was good. It was a pretty good deal. I think that was fair. And, um, yeah. So engine moved that over, you know, quick change, bought a quick change. Uh, it's like 4,500 bucks for a quick change. The FTF kit's like $220. Uh, That's not bad at all. The, yeah, and then now I had two subframes, so I didn't have to get a subframe. And <laughs> got to pack uh, up. And get <laughs> up. Um, I got a really good deal on the transmission, wiring. Um, yeah, four twelve Motorsports helps me out a good bit on stuff. Or Sam, Sam does Sam mm-hmm. McMoney, and um, I say his name quickly because I think I say it wrong every time. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, they so I don't know, it's probably. 10 10 yeah probably that's 10 it grand, maybe 12 or something like that yeah because i'm reusing a lot of stuff yeah i got a really good deal on the transmission i mean, i don't know i'm sure there's a lot of little things you know the wiring was a couple thousand dollars Damn. um yeah that so seems it, a little much that's not terrible well, well it's, is it, it's a is switch it body harness Pro. it has yeah it's a body harness oh okay never mind harness. that's that's a good deal um <laughs> Uh, Audi like Audi R8 coil packs take heat a little bit better. Okay, yeah. um, so we were switching over to those. So it's not terrible, you mm. know. I could have done it relatively cheaply if I just kept all my stuff right. Oh, if yeah. I just you put my done CF a in it, welded diff back in it, and all yeah, this yeah. Shit. But it's just here, and I just was like, like I said, you could just, I just gone through these periods of, yeah. especially recently, putting so the much. Point effort. is, make it more reliable at this point. Yeah, putting <laughs> so much effort in being in these places and stuff like that. I'm just like done. Mm-hmm. with something breaking you yeah. know and I'm, I'm it's a drift car you're being hard on it you're always gonna have stuff break but i just want to like minimize minimize it as much as possible and yeah. then you know it's like having the quick change or something i didn't feel like a dog box was really worth it because dog boxes are ten thousand dollars and they're lighter but yeah. you know they shift faster and stuff but you know i put the e46 m3 transmission in there that handles a ton of power yeah it'll take I the power and i fine. felt like a quick change was a much better bang for your buck especially with a turbo car to be able to choose your gear ratios. Oh, yeah. Because I'm having in the back of my head linear. Like, that's on me. I crashed at linear <laughs> because I did not, I'm a jerk and I did not leave any margin for error. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to go hard. But if I had had a way to change my gearing, I could have fixed that problem. Yeah. And, you and wouldn't have it. even had to think about those issues. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I know that deep down, I will not fix that part of me. <laughs> I will <laughs> always go. <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to turn it down. Yeah, and then I just want to do stuff like that. She was like, "You honestly are capable of that. You were liar." She's like, "I think that you think you can do that. <laughs> you give yourself way too much credit, there, buddy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. That's what you know. That's always been the drivers that I've aspired to. You know, what I mean, that's like what mm-hmm. made me fall in love with drift. Is like I love like the Genova style and like Luke Fink. Yeah, and, figure it out as you, you know, go. The Japanese guy was just like throwing. I just like the ragged edge, crazy, and I just like it. But man, that's really expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like maybe you're right. Maybe I should Jesus. Bring it a little bit. So what's the goal for this year for driving? Like what? What is your plan uh, for the remainder of this year? Or you mean next year? No, well, next season, sorry. For next season. For next season, we're going to go keep doing grid lives. So we did several grid lives. Those are a lot of fun. Um, so they're the 
festivals are cool. Mm-hmm. You get to have a good time. Whole family has a good time. Uh, you get to drive some cool tracks. And I feel like grid lives, uh, especially if you have like a quasi, like a competition car, like maybe you're not, you're not FD, you're not pro, but you're trying to like get sponsors and you know, yeah. it's kind of where I'm at where I'm trying to get sponsors and trying to like build a good program and stuff. Grid life is a really good option mm-hmm. because I mean, like Midwest Fest, you have like 20,000 That's people. one of those events these companies are going to want you to be at. Yeah, 20,000 people that show up. So that's... um it's it's a good event to have on your roster because it's yeah. it does good. There's a lot of media that comes out of it, and uh, you know maybe you'll get to meet them and stuff out there. So uh, so I think Grid Life is really good. So we're gonna try and do all the Grid Life festivals that we can, um, and then we're gonna do two pro am series depending on how they two. do their schedules. Yeah, I'm gonna do East Ten and then um, U.S. Drift Circuit in Florida. Wow. Okay. Although the last year they or this year they put them on the same weekends. Yeah. So guys, please don't do that. That was the same. <laughs> so if they do that, obviously you might can't be do biting that. off more than you can chew with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if they do that, obviously they can't do it. But uh, yeah. so anyway, that's my plan to do two of those because I'd like to do prospect mm-hmm. later on. And are, are you gonna like follow that path to go? Like you trying to go to pro? Like uh, I think so. Yeah. So I would like to. I th- I'm going to try to go do prospect because honestly, I'm already traveling around a lot. Yeah. And uh, I'm in a bit of a unique position of always living out of the trailer and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't have like hotel expenses. Like me and Trey going to Jersey with a U-Haul trailer in a truck was probably like the most expensive event I've ever <laughs> <That's laughs> did. Hilarious. Three laps at. Because so anyway, so we can make it make more sense and just kind of move around. Most of them are on the East Coast, especially doing prospect. It's only four rounds, right? Mm-hmm. Was you got uh, Atlanta. Jersey, St. Louis, and Utah. So Utah's kind of out there. But the rest of them, at least mm-hmm. in my book, are in the same yeah, yeah. relative region of the country, being on this side of the coast. Um, and then I have, you know, my buddy Trey. I fly him out. We have, like, a fold-out couch. He sleeps on the couch. Maybe I'll do mm-hmm. one more person. So I have a couple plane tickets. And, oh, yeah. You know, so, the, honestly, again, my point is that my cost wouldn't really honestly be that much more. Yeah. To do and I mean, spec. plus at that at that point, you would be bringing on more sponsors that would cover up exactly the rest of the cost, and it just looks honestly. good on a you know basically a proposal. You know, I think that yeah. it's, it gives you good, uh, and I just want to drive with those guys. I think it's really cool, and that's what I like. It's aspired to. I've been following FD since its first yeah. year and drifting like just before FD existed when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, I just always want to be a race car driver. Yeah, yeah. I just always want to be racist. So that's that's what I want to do. You know, it's like I do, you know, we do the social media and stuff. We send like stuff out to you and everything. But it's like I don't want to be, yeah, an influencer. Yeah, and I just want to drive race cars, dude. That dude. It, the, the funny thing is, is like you, most people don't want to be an influencer. But in order to get those big deal sponsorships, you have to. You have to. You like have it's to. there's no other way. It's a lot of work, and I think there's a, well, a side of it. No I other way, but yeah, there's a side of it that I enjoy. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. that we've gotten video and stuff of just our experiences. Yeah. Then you have it. You know what I mean? If something comes with it, great. If it doesn't, you have these experiences that you've been able to keep, and you know what I mean. So I, th- I think that's really cool. And uh, I like business. You know, I like doing small business stuff. So mm-hmm. I enjoy the marketing side of it. And I've kind of yeah. realized that's what you are as a race team. You're just a small marketing. Yeah, you're just company that you're really good you're, billboard. You're trying to work around yeah. car stuff, you know, and uh, so I like the business side of it. So it's uh, I've been trying to learn over the last year or so exactly how it all works. You know, it's like yeah. I know pools. I understand like <laughs> I, I understand pools, what the market uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> I understand all that kind of stuff. So I don't I don't understand racing. So I'm trying to learn. So any like uh, 
companies and stuff that I've I've talked to. Mm-hmm. I've had a, not a ton, but a fair amount of conversations. I don't, you know, expect, you know, I'm not Adam yeah. Rosie, I mean, I don't expect them to give me a bunch of free tires or something like that. But the, just having conversations of like what's important to them, yeah, and and things like that are really helpful because you're going to get different answers ask, man. from different companies. What's your goal this year? Yeah, you're going to get different answers you? from different what's companies. Yeah, you never know. I used to do uh, like event marketing for car companies. Nice back in the day, and I remember one of the marketing agencies who I worked uh, worked with. They had a like a poster up on the wall when you walked in the office that said, "Marketing is just drinking and guessing." <sighs> Yeah, so it's like so that's what it is at <laughs> the end so of it, funny, you know. Dude. It's and that's you know, if you talk to it, it seems like if you talk to a company that they're like, okay, well, if we give you X amount of money or X amount of this and say tires or something, mm. well, we're gonna want to see a return on at least that amount yeah. the following year. The chances of you being able to do that are very, very low, especially if it's tires and drifting and stuff like that. But if their goal is we want to be associated with drifting, it's the right demographic that we want to be seen then they don't really they know they're not going to get the money back they're spending the money on yeah basically being associated in an authentic way with a yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. They, you know what i mean so then it's totally worth it but if they're like yeah we'll give you twenty thousand dollars in tires as long as you make sure you make us thirty thousand dollars chances yeah, of me selling thirty thousand dollars worth of like, like how are you gonna track that for are one are not gonna be it you know yeah. you know or if that's their metric so anyway so it just is interesting so i'm just trying to learn Figure yeah. that kind of stuff out. And I kind of like that side of it. So, Hell yeah. Well, cool. I don't know. I don't know what um, I'm doing. No, nah, I don't think we, <laughs> any of us do. We're all just kind of like winging it as we go. But um, are you going to make uh, like the, you know how you made last year the whole event list and yeah. published it online? Are you going to do that same thing this year? I think so. Yeah. So that is all my wife, Elena. Did oh, that. really? Yeah, dude. She is like, she's, she's the mastermind yeah. behind it. Yeah. So that's probably. a killer list. I think popped off a little bit it did just yeah, by yeah posting the list yeah it did i mean it's really helpful to yeah. people you know she gets if the, if somebody's not on that list you're way too hard to find <laughs> and it's and then once we get the list posted of all the stuff she could find or we could find they'll um we'll get a bunch of other organizations and maybe ones we don't know or maybe they should just do a, a few events a year or something yeah. like that they'll reach out to us and let us know and then we'll add them dude that's the, so sick to the list there's so many drift events yeah. throughout the year across the country. You know, that that would cut down the list so much that I bet it would be hard to get a hold of a lot of them mm. too. You know what I mean? So yeah. we like we just she knows where to look and we'll really dig into it and just add them to the list. So if we were waiting on people to be like, you know, give me twenty bucks or whatever, put on the list, it would probably not be that helpful of a list if I had to guess. Yeah. But I don't know. We're gonna put it up. That's there. my marketing brain just spinning. We'll figure it out. Oh well. <laughs> so if you would like to sponsor the twenty twenty four drift event list. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> Red uh, Bull. Red Bull has been in contact with us. Uh, where the fuck did I get that? What? Oh, that's not even the right picture. What the fuck? Is it a question you have? That's from the wrong. Oh, man. All right. Well, that one's already been covered anyways. Perfect. Um, all right. Well, let's just give like, what what is your last piece of advice to anyone that's just wanting to do that? 
do what live the, in the, the rv lifestyle you live in RV and travel yeah around yeah <laughs> the psychotic rv lifestyle oh man a, a piece of advice a piece of advice um I, I think that thousand trails thing i was telling you about is kind of a game changer mm-hmm. if you're going to live on the road whether it's you know drifting or not that's yeah. kind of a game changer as long as you can keep moving um as far as like if you want to do what i'm doing with the drift car and everything what how could i have made my life easier like over the last while yeah so i think a lot of it comes down to um your abilities you know one part of it would be so i obviously have the family right Mm -hmm. so my rv is much more home than it is race car trailer yeah you know we have like a like a little play kitchen and I got three Home girls. First, race it's all, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So I have like one lift of tires and whatever tools that will fit in my truck's uh, toolbox. Oh. And a jack. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I have. So yeah. I'm like bare People bones. People think about that part. You should all get a camper. Like grandpa topper for that thing. For, well, the, the truck. well, the bed goes in it. I mean, the, um, the, it's a gooseneck hitch. Oh, fucking duh. Yeah. But, um, damn. So anyway, so if you have, there's like other trailers and stuff that would be better. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's ATC is who makes them. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's called ATC. So they're, uh, you know, you can live out of those and stuff, but they're more mm-hmm. race car trailer than they are. Yeah. Um, like a, like literally shaped like a race car trailer with a yeah, section in the front. Utilitarian looking and, and stuff yeah. like that. But they have a bedroom and everything. Um, so that would make it a lot easier for drifting. Yeah. Because if I was able to carry more spare parts and, and stuff like that, um, yeah, honestly, dude, the main thing that's made it possible is just drifting community. Yeah. You know, you honestly, you just kind of rely on people not giving you stuff, but just being there. You know I mean, and having advice or if I need like a place to go, they're like, yeah, this shop or something. Or I haven't mm-hmm. had to do it yet, but I've had so many people like, yeah, I have some space at my house. If you ever need to just park the RV somewhere, you can park it that's there. so cool. You know, so just the having the community has been yeah, a real game changer. Anybody would have that. Yeah, hey, go to do it. So can't yeah. be a stick in the mud if you're going to do it. That's probably yeah. No, yeah. No, I think that's one of the top things for dr- drifting in general. So you got to get out there, and mm-hmm. talk to people. You know, we're all like kind of crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> one crazy. It's hard for me. I'm so fucking introverted in person. Yeah, well, this, I but, mean, you're like getting to where you're just talking to a microphone for you know, hopefully yeah, for a living. I'm with a camera and yeah, one other person. Yeah, I'm in fucking public and there's everyone around. I'm like, I just start people watching, dude. I'm yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah. So I would say just pick the trailer that's best for you, keeping in mind of spare things and stuff like that, and then that thousand trails. Sick. I mean, as far as living on the road, that's yeah. the biggest. The one. thousand trails. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, I would say from an outsider's perspective. Yeah. Uh, what's one event that you haven't gone to yet around the country that you really want to? Oh, that I haven't gone to that I really want to. Um, I did not go. And I got one more after this, and that's it. All right. So there's, <laughs> there's two of them. There is one that I was definitely going to go to, and I was booked for was Noco's Bash. And um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where's that? New Mexico, I think. So anyway, that's supposed to be a really good time, mm-hmm. and a car just wasn't ready, so I didn't get yeah, to go. That's fair. So that's a bummer. I was going to go to that. Laguna. The one that just Laguna killed me was Laguna. Oh, dude! The moment I saw that come up, so surreal on Grid on Grid Life's thing uh, website early in the year, I lost my mind. Man, I was, I've always wanted to go to Laguna Seca. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, you could drift Laguna Seca. That's so sick, yeah. dude! Literally, the first like two or three reels I saw, it was everyone with the Insta three hundred and sixty camera on the very back, so it straight up looked like a video game. And I was like, I'm just, 
Okay, this is cool sim driving. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm watching it on a phone, so I can't really see like the, the actual pixels to tell if it's real or not. It all is shrunk down. I straight up thought the first couple of videos were a video game. Like someone oh, yeah. sim no, driving. Yeah. It I mean it is. It's it's like a fantasy thing. Yeah, it's know, crazy. To, to be there. I mean, I saw that come up on their website and I lost my mind. I was so excited. And the way grid life at least in my experience last year, the way grid life works, you have to get approved, right? Mm. So you get approved, but then you're like in their system. And so you can go ahead and start registering for stuff yeah. as it comes up. Yeah. So anyway, I saw that. And then after some time, went by, I was like, man, why isn't it letting me get on for Laguna? Mm-hmm. And then I realized they changed it to invite only. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh no, nobody knows me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling nobody. Fuck. And, uh, too, yeah. So that really bummed me out. Cause I had been looking forward to that yeah. all year long. And I like, we had like basically planned our year. Mm-hmm. Around going to Laguna, and I, I tried to ask it. I could never get hold of anybody. Yeah, but it was just is what it is. So anyway, so that was a bummer. I would love to do Laguna Seca. It's a little less. I'm going to peer pressure you Nick, next year. Like <laughs> I would. I might not have been able to do it anyway because of, you know because <laughs> yeah. it was like an invite only. But uh, but do so next. I mean, I really, 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 really. One more time, really want to do yes. Laguna Seca. Um. Uh, another one that I would like to do that I haven't done is uh, Drifters of December. Okay. And um, Summit Point. Like Summit yeah, Point, they have yeah, a bunch yeah. of different tracks, and they yeah. do, I think it's just once a year what they'll have, you can drift all the tracks. Oh, shit. I didn't know That's that. That's in December. So, Drifters of December. So, I would like to it do sounds that. Sounds like the worst month to do that. It does seem like the worst month, but I would still like to by go. By all means. <laughs> have but you know what? It. If it snows, <laughs> it adds to the experience. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're going ice drifting today. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, I've never done that. It seems like a good time. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then the last question, uh, do you ever plan on going outside of country with the camper? I would, like Canada or anything like that? With the camper? Yeah. I mean, maybe Canada. I mean, Canada is not that much of a commitment. You know, we yeah. went to Buffalo. We basically walked into Canada. You know, <laughs> yeah, why yeah. not? Um, maybe, I don't know. Maybe Canada. I would like to try some different places in, in Canada. I would really, really like to go overseas. I don't know how to figure that out. mm um, but dude, I've looked it up and it's like, we, my, obviously we travel a lot doing this, but my wife and I used to travel a lot, some with the kids and some before the kids. And we would spend like months in different countries and yeah. Asia and Europe and stuff like that. And so, and my wife's a huge travel person. So I was, she really is going to go a little crazy if we keep doing all the drifting and yeah. she doesn't yeah, get to yeah. go out of the country. So I think it'd be really cool to go and, and do the same kind of thing I've been doing and experience mm-hmm. drifting in different places. Yeah, uh, and there's like a whole culture all over. You know, like port. I didn't know Portugal. Dude, Portugal. I don't even have a passport. Tracks. Never been out of the country. Oh, I need to so bad. That'd be so cool. So I've like I've actually it. contemplated doing like if I could somehow get Samet or someone mm-hmm. in Japan to do this with me, it would be perfect. I've been talking to Samet about doing a podcast with him. So, but like, just my idea is a Japan tour for like. Two weeks, which would end up being like two months for content purposes. That's cool. So like going up there for, let's say, spring Matsuri. So not only getting a car, creating driving content and stuff like that, which I know that doesn't always hit the best on YouTube. But mm. um, on top of that, having Samit or someone like that that speaks Japanese to come along with me being a co-host on the podcast that I do while I'm in Japan that would be so cool. that I could have Japanese speaking drivers on the podcast. 
That'd when the awesome. fuck have you ever seen anything like that on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, dude, that would be amazing. That would be super cool. Should do. Let you guys let me know in the comments if that's something you would want to see. Come on, guys, share and the video. You know we got. If you want it to happen, go fucking. You know what? Comment Circle Adrift on Link ECU, fucking Injuku Racing, all these companies, so that I can get some sponsorship money to yeah. do that. You know what's that's not gonna be cheap? Fucking that. expensive. <laughs> we got dude. Yeah, guy. no, I budgeted it out the other day, and it's at like. Without shipping parts to Japan for the car, I'm at like 22 grand already. Oh yeah, it's absurd, bro. I would like to go out there, but it's just gotten so expensive to get a car and yeah. stuff like that. But yeah, all right. Well, uh, I guess let's let's land on the best piece of advice you got for anyone just getting into drifting. Just get, uh, you make me so nervous with this question. Because, why? Because it's, every podcast. Why is I know guest it's every podcast, but there's not enough answers to it, dude. And, uh, <laughs> I, was like, oh, man. I was thinking about. I was like, oh man, I guess he's something really clever. And I don't have anything clever to say, but it's. Uh, I think it's just a community part of. It. I feel like somebody has said this before. I don't remember who it was, but if you're if you're really new to drifting, and you show up, just go talk to people. You know, just, and it's mm-hmm. like you said, even if yeah. you're a little introverted. And it's just go and talk to people. If somebody sees it or maybe they're doing well or it's a car you like or something like that because it's, it'll help you really skip ahead in knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, and you can learn a lot of different things. You know, nobody knows everything. There's a lot of opinions, right, in drifting. Yeah. But you can just, you can learn. Everybody has something you can probably learn from. Mm-hmm. So you can just be, go talk to people, even if you don't want to. Expectation and attitude. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, obviously the whole simple thing. But I think if you just go out there and you talk to people, I mean, they're all going to tell you that anyway. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, but go out there, go talk to people. That's that's part of the experience. Awesome. Well, that's good advice. Nice. I know you said it wasn't going to be great. But... Yeah, it's not great. I'll, I'll stand by <laughs> it, though. I'll take it. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stand by my truth. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you coming on. This was awesome, dude. I appreciate. It. I just want to say you're doing a good job. Thank you. There's this Thank is a you. lot of work really... that you're putting in that I think a lot of people don't realize. This is like Dude, uh, two full-time absurd. jobs you're doing to be able to pull this kind of stuff off. And people have like this content and this kind of like sense of community coming from it. Mm. And I know you probably don't see a whole lot of benefits from it just yet. Well, I mean, and... I feel it. I like, I, I, I feel it. I see it and stuff. Yeah. It's just, I wish, I do sometimes wish I had that outsider perspective of what the podcast is. Yeah. So I, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well done. I really sir. appreciate that. Thank you for having me here. Of course, anytime. I'm sure I'll have you on again next year. All right. I'll be around, probably. <laughs> oh, catch up on that camper life again. Yeah. Maybe All right. You'll be flying in from Lisbon. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> All over the damn place. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for this one. I really do appreciate it. Um, again, if you want to uh, subscribe, that'd be fucking amazing. So look below the video. If that button's still red, go ahead and click it and hit that bell notification. Uh, did you have anyone to plug or anything? I do, yeah. So I got, I've had some help this year that has been a really big deal. So we picked up a few sponsors. Yeah, drop them. Dude, Advance Auto, awesome. Um, like I said, we've been able to get, we can get pretty much anything we need. If it's not stocked, you could, they'll get it, right? You know, so you can just call right. ahead and get stuff. So that's been a really big, a really big deal. They kind of took a chance on going with us. So they're awesome. Um, do uh, MR Auto Body down in Gainesville, Michelle. Mm-hmm. So he, so he, I got a used body kit, right? Or yeah. rear, like uh, the big duck club, like the whole, mm-hmm. not the overfan. I don't, you know what I mean? Where you cut the whole back, back end of yeah, the car yeah. off. Anyway, I can't think of the term, but I bought those used, and I reused my old front uh, 
Big Dot Club over fenders, the ones that I put into a wall twice. <laughs> Jesus. Do he fix those? They are perfect. Nice. The old car was white. Dude, I, that's the one thing about together. fiberglass. I will say, it's once you get it fit, it's easy to fix. It's just annoying. Yeah. So anyway, if you're anywhere near Gainesville, Georgia, and we're auto body, because that guy fixed it and it looks perfect. Painted what a totally mad different man. color, fixed it. Uh, Chase Bay's. And tire stacks, man. Tire stacks, putting nice. up with my crap for the last year of, oh, I need 15 tires at this spot. But if they're going to show up after yeah. this date, send them to this spot. <laughs> Thank you, Frank. You're the best. You always <laughs> figure it out, and you're always so patient with me. So I don't know how you do it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, you see these companies, like whether they sponsored me or you see them sponsoring other people in drifting, man, go use them because it's not, it shows them that drifting is is a thing that matters and a thing that they should put time and energy mm-hmm. into. So support yeah. companies, whoever they are, that support drifting. That's all I have to say about Literally. about yes. that. And then obviously, especially my, at your grassroots level that you yourself are in. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially local people. You yeah. know, that's that's a that's a big one. Yeah, and then obviously my wife and my kids that are just like unbe- like su- supportive beyond belief. Yeah, in on on all of this, and there's like a thousand people who have been awesome to me. Yeah. Over the last year, and I could never name them all, but thank you to everybody. And that's all I Rock have to say. Solid. I'm going to shut up now. I keep talking. No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> we say thanks to the people that we appreciate. So, all right. Well, that's literally all we got. So, if you want to be the spotlight of the outro, remember you can tag me in your reel on Instagram and the one with the most likes at the end of the week. But that's all. So, see you each week, every Sunday for a new episode. Peace. Goodbye. Man, staying way up, up, up to the ceiling. Trust no bitch, can't catch no feelings. I've been taking long flights from the bay to Ibiza. Hit home runs, I'm a ball like Jeter. I just want fuck, 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 then I leave her. I'm a young pop star, call the boy Justin Bieber. Got a little money if you want, I can teach you. Whole life a movie, you can watch it in theater. Staying way up, up, up to the ceiling. Trust no bitch, can't catch no feelings. I've been taking long flights.